0: This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation.
1: Everything
0: aviation. Aviation news. Airline developments analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg/aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation podcast, and now your host, Dan.
1: Firstly, a very warm welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. We're now, what, seven days away from Christmas at the time this will be going out, so I hope you all are having an enjoyable December so far as the very best As you can, given the impending restrictions that seem to be rolling out around the world, it's definitely put a spanner in the works for many people's Christmas and festive plans, including myself. Um, But hopefully we're all just going to be able to stick together and see this out and it won't be as bad as a lot of media agencies are making it out to be and even governments of countries. There's quite a lot to dissect in this episode of the podcast. There's definitely going to be an aviation area as it's been a while since I've uh, widely discussed aviation news on the DJs Aviation Podcast. But this week has been phenomenal for Airbus overall. It's been it's been a week that I would say is almost memorable for them and definitely highlights the shifting of the tides. And uh, I think a lot of people have definitely been starstruck by how many customers are just moving towards Airbus and putting their faith in the European aircraft manufacturer over Boeing. And it's definitely starting to sink in that that's the way the trends are turning. I just wanted to mention before we probably get underway, you can listen to this podcast on any streaming platform of your choosing. That means if you are listening to this right now on SoundCloud, you can switch to Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. It's it's everywhere. So, Feel free to go to the platform of your choosing and just drop the podcast, follow or subscribe. Um, I'd be lying if I said I knew exactly how that all worked. I'm not sure what platform you follow on. I'm not sure what platform you subscribe to, Um, but there's got to be some sort of way you can just be notified, I guess, when a new podcast goes live. If you do not already check the Twitter account and or the YouTube community posts, Um, it's been An interesting couple of weeks. Obviously, the podcasts have been lacking, I will admit, and do apologize for, that I've been personally dealing with a lot of burnout, stress, and just being exhausted, and I still am somewhat exhausted. I've had a sore throat in the past couple of days, but... It's, I guess it's all part and parcel for me that when I do burn out and crash I definitely crash and this year has been heavy I already discussed that last uh, last podcast and I think December was really the month where it just sort of all came undone for me in the sense of it really hit me that just how much of an impact this year has had on me and from the stresses of trying to get back to the stress now of trying to go to Canada to just work and and organizing my life in the midst of a pandemic has been very messy and trying to plan out the next five years. And I'm sure there'll be many people listening to me now that may be 15 years of age, you may be 35, you may be 30, or you may be the same age as me, which is 21, and trying to plan out those next five years of your life are incredibly difficult now, by no stretch of the imagination. Is it, as, is it an easy thing, pardon me, to do in normal circumstances, but when you add the effects of a global pandemic, it's almost even harder? Jobs that maybe you wanted to do are now non-existent, or the the field is just not the same as it was, Um even to the standpoint of going to study, a lot of people will be looking to study, but then if they're going to do remote learning, it's not something that is open to them or they're not open to be doing that. And it's so—it's such a messy time for so many people. And I've already emphasized this a lot to people that are close to me and just said that planning anything just seems so far-fetched. But at the same time, when you're of this certain age that I am, it's almost like it's crucial to be planning but when you can't do that, it definitely plays a ha- plays wrecks havoc in your head and your mental state because you feel like you should be doing something and you're not, and you're just kind of existing, if that makes sense. And that's what it does, and that's what the past two years have sort of felt like. I'm sure for some people uh, it won't be the same, but it definitely just almost feels like you're existing and just treading along, waiting for something positive to happen. And uh, unfortunately, it's been a while since that has happened for a lot of people. Um, but obviously, the main thing that we take from all of this is that if you're healthy, then that is the absolute number one priority in this situation. And if your family are healthy, that is the most important thing and the the thing you should cherish the most. But from a standpoint of trying to plan a future, it's it's just definitely a nightmare. I just wanted to extend a massive thanks as well to the support or for the support. Pardon me during 2021. Now that's just generally across the podcast. Whether you joined our community Discord server, whether you Uh, watched one video, whether all you do is listen to podcasts, whether you don't even know who I am and you've just randomly clicked on this podcast. If so, hello and greetings to you. Uh, I do hope you have a safe and happy new year. But yeah, just a general thanks. Um, Obviously, this year had many ups and downs, but one of the highs for me was launching the second channel, uh, DJ's Transport, which, you know, at times, videos have actually outperformed the main channel. And I've said this many, many times, but it's definitely been a breath of fresh air for me. That second channel, i am it, it adds a lot more workload because if you're unaware, all this is just me. You know, the two channels are just me. The podcast is just me. There's no... Uh, exterior help that, you know, comes in and they all they do is script the, the videos or maybe I've got an editor. It's sort of, I do every single process and I love doing that. It's definitely demanding on me as a person. Um, it's very time consuming, but I wouldn't have it any other way because at the end of the day, I get to have full control over my work that I started when I was, God, 14 years of age. So, it just feels like it's a nice progression and something I can be proud of. Whenever I leave and and move on to something else and grow up in the sense of I grow up and move elsewhere or if I continue doing this I want to look back and be something that I was proud of and yes I'll be proud of having a team and having a huge thing that's something I'm not in, in a position to be doing especially with the pandemic and if you're if you're even Slightly aware of how uh, YouTube goes, it's not you don't get a wage, and I'm not going to dive too much into it. But it's not a wage in the sense of you get paid, let's say fifty thousand dollars a year, and it, it's sort of always the same. It fluctuates. Do you know what I mean? One year it can be X, and then one year it can be Y. It's never the same, and therefore having other people come into the business is just incredibly risky and not something I'm uh, interested in doing and taking on that stress and that and that demand of having to deal with that. So. I just want to, at the end of the day, have something that I am proud of. And I think I'm definitely proud of what I've done and achieved. And I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in and supporting me. To those of you that enjoy both channels, a massive thank you. And like I said, to those of you that watch one or two videos, thank you very, very much. Um, I'm actually flying out to Montreal. Well, (laughs) maybe flying out to Montreal in less than 10 days now. So I'm already starting the packing procedure and I'm definitely stressing about all the requirements I need to do. I think my portfolio, which when I say portfolio, I have a basically a folio with a bunches of uh, like visas and information and travel documents. And that thing already has 15 pieces in it. And I've got so much more to do. I managed to get my US visa, but I need to wait 72 hours beforehand to do the Canadian one, which is just my luck because that falls on Christmas along with getting tested on Christmas. So it's uh, it's definitely stressful. I think anyone can relate. But personally, for me, I found this a lot more stressful because of the rules for the United States. I'm transiting through the United States, but now this means I need to have two COVID tests prior to departing Australia on two different days. Uh, and hopefully get the results back by the time i'm in the united states to transfer to my domestic flight it's it's just a complete and utter mess and uh then on top of that we have all the travel declaration forms and i'm just scrambling with my notes to sort of remember everything at the same time i'm dealing with that burnout and preparing for content on both channels Uh, and it's not even that at the end of the day i'm also trying to plan for my future do you know what i mean i'm in contact with the university that i wish to attend next year there's just so much in my head. Oh, and did I mention I need to get my wisdom teeth out in uh, the next couple of months? So there's dealing with all that. It's just, it's so utterly overwhelming. And I think it comes at the worst time for me personally, because I would be able to deal with any of this at any point. But when you have, it, it, almost everything happens at once, you have like two months of nothing. And then, and some people will be able to relate to this. It's probably best described when I compare it to uh, school assessments I would I would get no homework for two weeks and then when I was in high school like the final years they would dump all the homework and coursework and exams in a one week period and you would just be like but I've been doing nothing for three weeks and now this week is hell on earth so it's definitely felt like that and obviously paired with being absolutely shattered and burnt out it's I've, I've definitely lacked motivation and just wanted to sort of stay in bed every single day but we have to power through I'm always trying to tell myself it's sort of the last stretch and then I can have some nice time off because that is something I did want to, I guess, say here for people that are unaware. I am taking some time off. Uh, in about five days or so, six days or so, just before Christmas, and that will extend through to the new year, so around about maybe January 4th. Uh, I haven't got a specific date or dates in mind. I'm just giving a rough outline. Videos will be going out on both channels during that period, albeit they will not be as frequent, as naturally I'm just wanting to enjoy a little bit of my holiday and time away. I've not really had that. I've uh, one of th- Maybe something people don't really realize is I do pretty much publish daily either on both at least there's a video a day on every single channel every single day um, and if not sometimes I've been publishing three videos a day and then three videos the next day and then two videos and then three so it is nice to actually for the first time in quite a while take a step back and just be able to relax a little bit and hopefully enjoy being able to go to Canada and not have the worry of needing to publish content every single day uploads will definitely be staggered probably right up until january 20th ish when then i will go back to the the frequency that you are more likely than not accustomed to uh but that will be dependent on the aviation industry which uh, if you're unaware usually december as we get closer to christmas it gets a lot more quiet but in saying that as you're going to hear in this uh, podcast a little bit later it's definitely uh how would i put it It's definitely not been that. This week has been probably the busiest I've seen in a very, very long time, and uh, it was not something I was necessarily expecting all falling right before the new year, but at the end of the day, the business is getting done right before they head off on their Christmas break. So I'm expecting the run-in to the new year probably not to be as busy, and that's why I'm taking some time off. But like I said, there is videos going out. I believe there's only... I think I've only prepared about five or six videos for uh, DJ's Aviation, but... DJ's transport is where you'll be getting the bulk of the content as it's the quickest and probably the easiest to make. And I think I've got about 13 videos, including some train spotting, rail analysis and much more that will be going out there. So definitely just stay tuned. Um, Like I said, they won't be daily, but you should have something to tie you over while I am gone. As for the podcast, um, obviously, for you listening, it's very, very exciting, because if I am going to go to Canada, there's going to be lots of stories to tell. I don't necessarily plan on taking a break from the podcast, as in I'm going to try and record a podcast or many while I'm over there, Um, and there'll be a lot to discuss and talk about, and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. Speaking of that, obviously, with the um, Omicron variant appearing, there's been quite a few travel restrictions imposed. I'm absolutely confused and baffled about what is going on. Um, I know where I'm headed the province of Quebec and therefore Montreal, they've imposed more restrictions and are saying that it could get worse. So whether the fact that I may not even be able to leave the hotel room is a whole whole different thing. We shall wait and see on that front though. Like I said, I'll be keeping you well updated and the number one place to keep updated with that would be Twitter because obviously a podcast has to be recorded and all that jazz and usually I have to find the right time to be able to do it. So like I said, it can it can very much, pardon me, I dropped my phone. It can very much vary Um, depending on uh, multiple factors moving on to the aviation topic let's roll that transition
0: you're listening to the dj's aviation podcast stay tuned as we depart into another topic
1: I thought, what better place to start this than with Qantas? They're an airline that is featured very frequently here on the podcast, and I would argue not always for the most incredible reasons, but today we're going to be taking a look at a new order that they placed in recent days that's definitely, um, I would say, shocked the aviation industry. Uh, Notably, the main thing I would take away from this is they have indeed switched from Boeing to Airbus for their narrowbody aircraft, selecting the a320 neo family and the a220 family as the preferred aircraft types for the future. Now in principle this agreement is for up to 134 total orders. Uh, the purchase rights will be over a 10-year period that is because at the moment as I'm going to get into there's only a firm commitment for a certain amount of type a certain amount of aircraft and then the rest are sort of options that more likely than not they will acquire. This is very similar to what they did with the 787s. As you may have been aware, they had a smaller order for the 787s, but then progressively added those options. And and now they have many 787s and there's still more to come that will further enhance their network. With actually, most recently, a route being announced through to Rome. if If I'm correct there, I may have got the city wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Rome. So it's great to see Qantas making a return to Italy. Now, but back onto this order. Uh, They've selected, of course, as I mentioned, the A320neo and the A220. Now, this will be for the long-term domestic narrowbody fleet. That's something I should mention. Uh, In saying that, though, it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll just be seen on domestic routes, and I'm going to get into why in a second. The firm commitment is for 40 total aircraft. That is split between two aircraft types, actually evenly, one being the A321XLR and then the other one being the A220. So the the finalization of this is expected next year with then deliveries coming two years later from 2024 onwards. It will be a long delivery process. We're not expecting this to happen rapidly as it is going to be a gradual introduction of these new types at the end of the day. The A220 and A321XLR are slated to replace the 717 and 737s, respectively, two icons of the skies. And for as long as I can remember being into aviation, they've always been present with Qantas. And it's definitely a changing of the guard, if you will. And uh, it's a welcomed one. It's nice to see Qantas uh, reinventing their fleet. And obviously, going with Airbus is definitely a call that many were maybe shocked by. But I think it's, like I mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast very much the turning of the tides if you will the additional purchase options which equate to around about 90 plus aircraft do encompass the a320 family and all that so fully expect potentially a320 neos to eventually join up to qantas the a321 xlr's they are looking at utilizing on their melbourne brisbane sydney services now these are the very very busy um routes, as we know, but I wouldn't restrict them to just operations from Melbourne, Brisbane, and Sydney. I would fully expect them to probably utilize them out of Perth to Asia, or they may look at doing more flights into Asia and expanding their network there, and that's that's a lucrative market, as we know, and better connecting Australia and Asia would be incredibly beneficial for Qantas. I believe the A321XLR is almost that niche aircraft that, unlike, I say, 787, can perfectly fly to Phuket, and the Philippines, and and do all these types of services from Australia that would therefore put Qantas in great competition with your Philippine airlines and many, many other carriers that do fly, but are based already in Asia. So it's it's great for the expansion of the Qantas network, if you will, and I'm excited to see where it ends up going in the future. I thought I'd get on to... uh, some of the comments made by Alan Joyce. So he said, this is a long-term renewal plan with deliveries and payments spread over the next decade and beyond. Uh, But the long lead time for aircraft orders means we need to make decisions now. This is a clear sign of our confidence in the future. And we've locked in pricing just ahead of what's likely to be a big uptick in demand for next generation and narrow body aircraft. That's good news for our customers, our people and our shareholders. He goes on to say, can I thank Airbus, Boeing, Embraer and the engine manufacturers for the efforts they put into this process. This was a tough choice to make, each option delivered on our core requirements around safety, capability and emissions reduction. But when you multiply even smaller benefits in areas like range or cost to cross uh, this many aircraft and over the 20 years they'll be in the fleet, Airbus was the right choice as the preferred tenderer. The Airbus deal has the added advantage of providing ongoing flexibility with the order, meaning we can continue to choose between the entire A320neo and A220 families depending on our changing needs in the years ahead and the ability to combine the Jetstar and Qantas order for the A320 type was also a factor and that's something that is very very important. The Qantas group has selected this and it means that we can have some aircraft going to Jetstar, Qantas Link, Mainline Qantas and so much more. And that's basically, to conclude that, a interesting development. It's a big one for Airbus. Like I said, a huge contract for them that they'll be incredibly pleased to have won. Moving across, another order that happened the exact day after the Qantas announcement was from KLM. KLM Air France group who chose the A320neo family for their KLM and Transavia European operations an order that consists of 100 aircraft with 60 additional options that means that in the past two days Airbus has welcomed in close to 300 orders slash options and I don't think that can be ignored when comparing it to how that could have gone for Boeing these are no no way to put it, but massive and major commitments from two massive groups within the aviation industry. And to see Boeing lose these and lose out on them is not something they'll be happy about. They'll definitely be looking at trying to get business elsewhere. But at the end of the day, uh, it's it's definitely seen a lot of people bat an eyelid and almost take a pause and and start to realize the turn of the industry and how a lot of companies are now going for Airbus. And I think one of the main, I did mention this in a video that went live on the channel today, one of the main takeaways from all this has certainly been the airlines, I guess you could say, reasoning for the orders for Airbus. And they, they always note flexibility and the idea that there's many more aircraft on offer from Airbus in the sector they're looking at, meaning narrow body, than Boeing. And that's not hard to see why. Take a look at Boeing, and they really only have the 737 MAX in terms of narrow body. And when we have Airbus, we have the A321neo, the A321LR, the A321XLR, the A320neo, the A319neo. We have the A22100. We have the A22300. We have potentially in the future, the A22500. It keeps going on and on and on. And I think what Alan Joyce mentioned in the previous subtopic regarding that order is the flexibility to change depending on their needs whereas if you're going to have a look at Boeing it's there's maybe not that much room for movement if you believe you need something else and I think Airbus has very much established itself as one of the leading aircraft manufacturers for narrowbody operations, and it's not hard to see why. Take a look at their portfolio, and they've covered almost every single area that an airline would need. If, if there's a specific niche that an airline is looking for, most likely Airbus is going to have that. And it would be wrong not to mention also Embraer. Embraer into the regional area, they're definitely getting their fairer share of commitments there but it's nowhere near your airbus and boeing at this stage but as for boeing it's like that regional aircraft isn't really there at the moment and i think that's where the a220 definitely has one up on boeing and they've they've had their own problems with the 737 max and you you can't ignore that but it's definitely a uh, it's definitely been um how would i put it It's been easy to see why Airbus has been the front runners for that and continue to be the front runners with the A321XLR launching in 2019 and and a whole lot more. Uh, The final order I wanted to cover was from Singapore Airlines Cargo, who actually selected the A350F. They signed a letter of intent for seven of the A350Fs to see deliveries begin in the fourth quarter of 2025. Uh, This actually sadly does mean that these A350Fs will will replace the 747-400Fs. Uh, So we're saying goodbye to those 747s with Singapore Airlines cargo, which definitely served their purpose well the Airbus Chief Commercial Officer and Head of Airbus International said, we are honoured by Singapore Airlines' vote of confidence in the A350F as it does renew its freighter fleet. The A350F is the world's all-new large freighter and will be unmatched in its market segment in terms of operational efficiency, lower fuel consumption and CO2 savings. It is a gratifying, uh, it is gratifying, pardon me, that Singapore Airlines recognises the value of the A350F as we build on the strong partnership we already enjoy. And they were not the only ones that did select the A350F. We also saw Air France select the A350F through a commitment as well. And that aircraft is, like I said, very, very new. We had the confirmation that development would be moving forward, I believe about maybe three or four months ago. And then obviously at the 2021 Dubai Air Show in November, we saw those first commitments come through. And since then, it's been all guns blazing with a lot of new orders coming through for the A350F. Of course, the most notable customer being Qatar Airways that many people thought would place the order has ruled out Airbus and will most likely be going for that 777XF. But Airbus is definitely building a strong Order tally so far with Cargo Lux still very much interested and in advanced talks. And there's many other customers I'm sure that are also discussing with Airbus. I think that over time we're going to see those orders continue to grow. And probably the longer uh, Boeing leaves it with the 777XF, the further ahead Airbus will get. and. I think as a case study for that is we can take a look at the NMA market. Boeing's not answered, Airbus's A321 XLR series and LR and so forth. And at this point, that aircraft type is completely ahead of anything Boeing will probably be able to catch up with unless their aircraft is totally different and launches in, say, 10 years when airlines might be looking for something different. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. This will probably be the last one before I do head off to Canada, so I will speak to you when I'm in Canada. If not, there may be one final update, maybe a Christmas podcast, who knows. I want to just thank you once again for all the support. If I do not speak to you again before Christmas, have a very safe and Merry Christmas. If you did not celebrate Christmas, I hope you have an enjoyable holiday season with your family and friends as best as you possibly can. It's been a tough year, so at the very least, I know that anyone listening to this does indeed deserve that break. Have some time off, kick your feet up, and just enjoy being relaxed and just having that little bit of time to yourself because it's been a tough couple of years and i think as human beings it is the least we do deserve do take care be safe thank you for all the lovely messages the reviews the supports this year and i will see you next time You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast,
0: one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJs Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJs Transport. Till next time.